Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily from the 28th of December, Wednesday. Flyers will be back in action coming up tomorrow night. They'll resume their road trip uh, when they visit the San Jose Sharks, who uh, they lost to earlier in the season. I think it was Game 7 of the season. I want to say October 27th, if memory serves me correct. is a memorable night because it was a night that two players, important players, sat for a third period. One was Kevin Hayes, who has since sat for another third period and been scratched in a game. And another was Travis Konechny. And we're going to talk about TK in this episode. We're also going to talk about some other elements. And we're kind of going to play off of John Tortorella's press conference in this episode that he had yesterday. First and foremost, Carter Hart was a full participant in yesterday's practice. That is great news because I did not like the way that he came off the ice in that last game against Carolina when he came in in relief for Sam Urson. So that's great news. Carter back, full participant. Torts, and you'll hear him say it in just a second, um, said he's doing well. No residual side effects or anything from the injury and the reason why he came out of that game. So that is great news. You're going to hear Torts talk about Sam Urson and how he came back into that game and battled which I think is a good thing, which we'll talk about after torts. And then we'll talk about the pa- uh, the penalty kill with Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton. So we'll kind of get into all of those different things after we hear from the head coach. So here he is, John Tortorella addressing the media yesterday. John, I guess to kick things off, uh, Carter obviously left the last game early. He was out there full practice. Is he good to go? Yeah, he seems he's, you know, I talked to him over the break each day and today. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any problems at all. Will you carry uh, three goalies on the West Coast or just go with two? Uh, I'm not sure. Because uh, Samuel Erson got to have his uh, first NHL game the other day. What, what did you like about his game and, and where would you like to see him improve? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to start critiquing Sam after one game. I, what I, I'll tell you this, I really liked his third period. He gave us a chance uh, in a tough situation for him. As far as being taken out and Carter gets hurt, and then him coming back in, um, I thought he was really good in the third period. He gave us an opportunity. How tough of a situation was that for him? Obviously, you know he gets pulled. Carter comes in for a little bit, then Carter has to step out. Is that something where you learn something about the goalie, not from a technical standpoint, but yeah. just from a, a mental? Yeah, I, I thought he handled himself really well, and uh, uh, I, I think he's got. I, th- I think he's a confident guy. I-, I think he feels he's a really good goalie. He's, you know, it, based on camp, he's probably our best goalie in camp. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy for him because it didn't. I don't think we played that well in front of him. I don't think it really went well for him. The before I took him out, I was, you know, just worried about. I didn't want to scar him too much, and the way it worked, I, I, I liked how it all came around. He gets a chance to play a third period and give us an opportunity. We're coming back in it. I thought it worked out well. John, some of you guys said that looking to, at the West Coast trip and almost like a second half and a fresh start. Do you look at it that way too? Like the slate is kind of clean now after a few no, days off? No, I look at getting ready for tomorrow's practice. I don't, I don't get much farther ahead than that, Sam. And like the way they practice today. Um, after a few days off, I thought they were as sharp as I expected them to be, and uh, and we get ready for tomorrow's practice. 
Sean, you talked about the third period, you guys you know, coming back, obviously Sam having a strong third period. The big reason why you guys came back was the shorthanded goals. Mm-hmm. How important is it you know, for you and, and Bradshaw, who, who runs the PK, to, to create offense and not just sit back and, and play defensively? Yeah, Shawzi's always preaching that. Uh, I, I think you, um, when you're preaching going for it offensively, you're also preaching being aggressive in the zone when you have an opportunity. I, I think a big part of penalty killing is taking opportunities when they're there to be aggressive and everybody moving at the same time. It's a really important part of killing penalties is being aggressive all, all together. I think when you have that mindset, especially with Lots and TK, they just seem to have a little bit of chemistry with that. When you have that, I think it, it bleeds into even in your end zone as far as going after and not letting them set up. Uh, Shawzi for years has preached that and uh, we've had some opportunities and the guys have uh, scored some goals with it. Obviously a big part of the uh, the last game to give us a chance to crawl back in it. Do you think it's important, you know, because there are two guys, you mentioned TK, but also Tony, going into this year neither of those killed many, neither of those guys killed many penalties, it just wasn't one of their yeah. roles, but by giving them the opportunity to kill penalties, do you think that sends a message to the group that it's it's okay to attack? Yeah, yeah, and I and I think, especially at the forward part of it, uh, I, I think, and there are some forwards I eventually we want to try to get in it because I think it helps you away from the puck too, defend, the defensive part of it. Uh, yeah, so I'm, as I've said, I've, I'm surprised that TK hasn't been used prior in his career because I, I think he's got really good anticipation skills, uh, which is required to be a good penalty killer. He can skate. Uh, the puck follows him. Uh, uh, willing to block shots, all the things. And, and with Tony, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. You know, I never really checked how much he's done it with his other teams or whether he did it in New York or not. Uh, Carolina had some other people that were going to do it, uh, a deeper team. But I think it helps Tony, too, to just keep himself in the game. It, it's a worry of mine when, when I sit guys, like a Kevin Hayes. They're sitting for two minutes, a big man. They're not on the ice. Uh, you know, Tip's not on the ice. And, and, and so just to get them on the ice and, uh, and, and just to work on reacting and being aggressive, as we just talked about, I think it's very important for a player. Speaking of Tony D'Angelo, how do you feel like he's been able to kind of get his legs back underneath him after being away for a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I think he's played better. He's created more offense. I, um, I, I think the biggest thing is we, we, we need some work uh, in our end zone with him. I, I think he's closed out more plays. Uh, uh, the, the biggest uh, adjustment I felt Tony needs to make with his defensive game is not be skating all the time. He's always in motion. Sometimes you just have to close out plays. And I think he's really tried to concentrate on it. I think it's helped him. Having a, you know, a little bit more lineup stability, you've sort of been able to give what looks like a more traditional fourth line a look with, uh, with Nick, Zach, and Patrick Brown. Mm-hmm. What have been your thoughts on, on their play? Yeah, f- I think the, the thing we look for them is their forechecking, is to, to get it in, uh, to change momentum, I think, at certain times, to, uh, to keep a puck offensively. Uh, to bang, uh, as, as they all do. Uh, Brownie and Nick are killing penalties also, which is very important for a fourth-line guy. Uh, I think they've been uh, – I, I think we need to see them a little bit more consistent. They, they've been up and down a little bit at times, but when they're on, I think they give us some juice just as far as holding pucks offensively and playing in that end zone instead of being stuck in ours. 
All right, so there he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella. Um, first and foremost, as we said before, we heard from Torts that Carter being back, it's a big element of him being back, although I think maybe I'd like to see him used a little less the remainder of the season to get a better look at Felix Sandstrom and Sam Harrison. But it's also very important, I think, for the coaching staff. We talked to Torts about this. He was on last Saturday's episode about what that goaltending has provided this team. It's kept them in games which kept more portions of games and more games in total relevant and meaningful when you're in games because your goaltending is keeping you in games. It makes those minutes more impactful because it's not when a game is out of hand. Now, we saw a couple games get out of hand. I remember the Pittsburgh game on Black Friday. The Penguins let the foot off the gas in the third period. Maybe Carolina did that to some extent last Friday as well. But with the goaltending keeping you in games, you can judge players better when there's impactful minutes being played in games. And because the goaltending of Carter has been so good, that's been a big element. So great that he is back. As far as Sam Harrison and that first game that he played, he gets pulled after the fifth goal. Carter comes in, eventually gets hurt, and Harrison's got to go back in. And in a lot of ways, I never want to see Carter or anybody get hurt and have to come out of the games. But in light of the fact that he's doing well and he's back and he's playing and a full participant, uh, you can say this, maybe it was a good thing to get Sam right back in there and he battled. And that's a great trait to get back in there when probably his confidence was shaken and there was some of him questioning himself. I remember saying between the second and third period of that game that the mental part of rebuilding Sam Erson will begin immediately. And it'll be made very clear to him that this game does not define you now and it does not define your future in the NHL. So don't let it. And, you know, the psychological battle uh, begins right away. But the fact that he got back into that game and battled in that third period and his team rallied around him and came back and made that a 6-5 game, yeah, they didn't win it. But I think that that's a good element for Sam Harrison because he came back in and he overcame the demons that were in that game for him. The team was not very good in front of him. He had a couple that maybe he'd like to have back, obviously, and ones that perhaps most times he'll make a save on. But things snowballed on him in his first NHL game, and that can happen, especially against a team like Carolina. So all said and done, I think that element could be a good thing. Now, on to the other subject, and I know Charlie O'Connor asked a question about the penalty kill, and I've always been a firm believer in this philosophy as well, that even though you're killing penalties and maybe you're not in a position to create offense, certainly not like the team that's on the power play, an aggressive approach is the best approach. We've seen some flyer teams and penalty kills and and philosophy of penalty killing that's very passive, and I never think that that works because I think you're giving too many highly skilled players too much room or too much time to dictate the terms. And when there's that much skill, eventually you'll pay the price. And you have to be aggressive and you have to attack and force what a team's going to do, even though you're one player less on a PK than you are sitting back and waiting to react to what they're going to do. The passive approach on a PK to me is not a recipe for success. The, the philosophy on a penalty kill 
is a lot like it is on a power play. It is to be aggressive and attack and go after them and pressure the puck and take away their time. Yet you want to active sticks and limit those east-west passes, and that's what Konechny and Lawton do so well. They attack, they have the mobility to attack, and then if they do knock an east-west pass down or cause a turnover, they can then go the other way aggressively and attack and score because they both have an ability of being able to finish. I think, look, you probably can't do that with every one of your penalty killers, but to have a unit like Konechny and Lawton kind of goes back to that unit of Mike Richards and Simone Gagne. It's what they were very good at. They were very aggressive in their way they killed penalties, and they were also very aggressive in going, okay, if we turn them over, we can go the other way and create some offense, and they did quite often. Flyers right now are tied for the league lead with Vegas and Minnesota with six shorthanded goals. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd have said you're crazy because they don't have the right pieces to do that. But with Konechny and Lawton together, they've really created something. And it's one of those things where it creates you know, that feeling of we can make things happen even when we're killing penalties. So a confidence builds, and that can swell, and you're seeing it with those two players. Great chemistry, killing penalties together, those two. And they both have wheels, and they both are aggressive in nature in the way they play the game because they're both such good skaters. So I totally agree with that philosophy of aggressive approach on a PK rather than a passive approach. And Tord said that's something that Shawzy Bradshaw, who runs the PK, preaches ad nauseum and has for years. I think it's a great approach. And we're starting to see the dividends of it, not only killing off some opponent power plays by not getting scored on, but creating some offense the other way. That's what got him back in the game against Carolina. Back-to-back, shorthanded goals. That's a huge element, especially for a team that struggles with the score. And then when a team like Toronto, for example, will put five forwards out there, you may be able to take advantage of that if you can force them into a turnover. Now, you don't want to live on the PK, but if you're going to be on it, make it an aggressive PK. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll get you ready for Flyers Sharks tomorrow as they return from the holiday break, and uh, we'll do that all tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Hi,